0: Today's episode of the Get Home Safe podcast contains explicit language that may not be suitable for all audiences. Listener discretion is advised.
1: It's time to play ball. Welcome to the podcast with no limits. Whether it be sports, current events, or random thoughts, this is the place to step in and stay a while. Your host is a proud alumnus of Rio Hondo Prep, a former minor league baseball umpire, and a man with strong opinions. Welcome to the Get Home Safe podcast, and your host, Matt Persima.
0: Hey guys, and welcome to another episode of Get Home Safe. We have a great interview for you today for our Friday episode. It is uh, my pleasure, my privilege to bring back one of our first guests that we had way back in April of 2020, uh, my very good friend, uh, all the way from Portland, Oregon. We were classmates at Real Hondo Prep. Uh, It is my privilege to bring you guys Bill Ritter today, an audio engineer, musician up in Portland. It's been a while since we last chatted, almost a year to the day. So uh, let's get right to it. My good friend, Bill, let's go into the waiting room and uh, see what Bill Ritter's up to. Let's see if he is here. Hey, Bill Ritter. What's up, my friend? Welcome to the
1: program. What's happening, buddy? How are you?
0: Oh, man, it's, it's been a while, Bill. And, and I, should, I should get this, uh, get this right here. Uh, you, you go by many names. We got Bill Ritter. We got Brill, uh, B. Ritt, Crime Dog uh you know chicken chicken ritter uh really bitter i know you don't like that one and william alden matthew dane barton ritter you're you're many names brother
1: you know them all so you can pick whichever one you want
0: (laughs) i love it man well you know what uh uh, bill last year uh, i came up with this idea you know we're gonna do a podcast and just i had no idea exactly what i was getting into but you were one of my earliest guests and very supportive You were one of the first guys that I put a picture out of and said, hey, here's here's who's coming on the program. And that picture popped up the other day as like a Facebook memory. I was like, man, it's been a year since our last conversation on the pod. Time has flown, man.
1: Time has seriously flown. No joke, man. Uh, One of the wildest years of my life. I don't know about you. Oh,
0: I think that I speak for uh, that. That speaks for many of us um but it was fun back then we didn't really know what we're doing now we're on a zoom call we got uh, this will be up on youtube and uh we're recording this on on 420 i know a big holiday up there in the portland area bill so happy 420 to, to you
1: but... likewise i'll be celebrating in a bit here <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh boy that's funny uh anyway uh well bill what's new and exciting man it looks like the the mop the hair has grown out a little longer and uh yeah it's good to see you on camera
1: Hey, likewise, man. Yeah, the, the hair is going long. Uh, it's been a while. I think I've had one cut in the pandemic. Uh, it was my girlfriend's first try cutting the hair. She did She did a damn good job, and I've kind of let it go, you know? It's, okay. And it's funny, because I live on top of a barbershop. Like, I could walk down. <laughs> I literally... And it's a really nice lady down the in the running spot, but... Uh, no kidding. Yeah. That is funny. So,
0: uh, girlfriend, huh? how long has how uh, this this been going on? i
1: yeah, me and my sweetheart, we've been going about four years now, almost. All right. I love yeah. it.
0: Good for you, man. Look at us. Look at us. Uh, former president of Real Hondo Prep now with uh, steady girlfriends here in our mid-30s. This is wonderful.
1: Well, I would hope so, you
0: know. Uh, <laughs> no. Oh, boy. Uh, well, let's see, uh, Bill. Have you had a chance to listen to much of the podcasts uh, throughout the past year now? I know for a stretch there, I was doing one every day. Now it's just every uh, three—you know three days a week. But uh, have you had a chance to tune in here and there
1: yeah I've been tuning in here and there especially since you got the YouTube up and rolling okay. uh, I don't I don't have a TV around the house I'm a youtuber that's how I get uh, my information as far as news as far as um, things that I follow the sports that I follow the music that I follow etc um, and so now you've been on there I've been seeing you with Bill Barnes on there with is it every Wednesday? the Wednesday weigh in right am I yes yeah. that right
0: the weekly Wednesday weigh-in, yeah. absolutely. The weekly
1: Wednesday weigh-in. Yeah, I've been checking that out. Um, and it's cool because, like, me and Bill Barnes are, like, I mean, Bill Barnes is an ex-cop. He's a nice guy. I'm an ex-umpire, too. Um, <laughs> it, but, like, as a, as a 420 celebrator, we were kind of pitted against cops for a long time, you know? And uh, so we're kind of opposites, probably. But that's yeah. okay, you know? That's totally okay. And that was kind of something that, I've always loved about our friendship, man, we could have different ideas and we could talk about it and we could be on different pages and that's fine.
0: Oh yeah, absolutely. Brother. We've been arguing uh, about things since we were cleaning Dennis' office together uh, late at night in in high school. I mean, you'd say something, I'd be like, what, what are you talking about? I would say, I mean, it was just, first of all, if anyone who's had a brother before, or, you know, any sibling really, but especially brothers uh, you argue at that. I mean, from the, from like day one, that's just what you do. You, you fight over toys and you, you know, he hit me first and this and that, and that's just part of the fun. So, uh, I'm, gl- I'm glad you tune in, man. I appreciate it. And let me ask you about that bill. Kind of, we talked about that off air, yeah. off air, you know, the whole idea of, of, of YouTube and kind of so not social media, uh, just, uh, online streaming. Whereas, you know, before, Probably could have never thought about life without a TV, watching the Lakers or the Dodgers or whatever, a sports center. But now in, in 2021, you got so many options. YouTube, you can pretty much watch anything. You, If you really, really want to watch something on a movie or something, you can find it usually. So how long have you kind of been without a TV and that kind of YouTube lifestyle?
1: Uh, well, good question. Yeah, I think I moved to this apartment four or five years ago and uh, just never bothered to get a TV here. Um, didn't seem that I needed one. I, I mean, if there's a game I really want to watch, I, there's about 50 bars down the street from me. Yeah. Uh, a lot of which have been closed for the last year, but really, realistically, if I want to watch a game, I can, um, and otherwise I can just watch the highlights later. Um, and to think of like, I think a lot of people are sick of the political, uh, news that you can get through television yeah, because so blatantly biased on either side. mm mm-hmm. I don't know how else to say it. It's corporately controlled. Uh, it just depends on which corporation owns it and their slant and where things are going to go. We see bullshit on both sides. Pardon my friend <laughs> uh, Now on YouTube, you have a chance where anyone can come on, have a platform and anyone can watch and anyone can say what they want. Anyone can think what they want about it. And something, a lot of things people say on YouTube are utter bullshit as well. Um, but a lot of it is, you know, enlightening and a lot of it has been... Uh, you know, very good to be able to find. I think a lot of people are on this. Um, and if you want something that's on TV, you probably can find it on there anyways. If you yeah. do want to Fox News or CNN or MSNBC or whatever your jam is, you can find it on there too.
0: Yeah, you don't need the K ca- And I have streaming now. Uh, I don't have your standard cable, but I get pretty much any channel I want. I could find any movie I want really. It's it's uh, quite the age we're wow. in. But I got. I heard this one time, Bill, and I thought it was really fascinating, something you would you would appreciate is that, um uh, one of my favorite sports guys, uh, Clay Travis said this. He said, whatever you believe, doesn't matter what you believe. It could be anything. It could be something about UFOs. It could be something about religion. It could be anything. There is literally a place online or YouTube or wherever where you can find information to back up your claim. Anything you believe pretty much, you can find information about this thing that you believe or that <laughs> other people believe in. So it's kind of like, no matter how radical your view is or your thought is, you can find quote evidence, you know, uh, one way or another, it's a scary thought, but I, it's also like, okay, that's why we believe what we believe.
1: It's Pandora's box in a way. Mm -hmm. I mean, I don't want to call anyone out, but I don't know. I'm pretty sure the earth isn't flat. Pretty sure.
0: Okay, there. That's you a point. That's a good one. Yeah, but you could find yeah. evidence, or not evidence, but a video you could find
1: who would agree with you.
0: Uh huh. Not that. That's a great point. That's a and really y'all would question.
1: all be wrong. And I can say that with confidence and smile. But like you <laughs> can do that if you want.
0: <laughs> and it's like, okay, good for you, man. Yeah, the earth's flat. Yeah, congrats. Now, sometimes,
1: sometimes beliefs are harmful. Correct. And a pickle, mm-hmm. because somebody might believe somebody else ain't worth shit or that that person ain't worth to be alive i believe Mm -hmm. that you know that's fucked up and we see that you know it's always been swept under the rug like think about wars and stuff. i mean it's a mess you know anyways i can't solve all that but uh wouldn't it be nice it's an interesting thing we're living in today with the with uh, the way things are
0: oh of course yeah and I, i mean i gotta ask you you know, let's just get into the coronavirus, for instance. I mean, yeah. we both live in two areas that are—I don't know how else to say it—rather rather restrictive. Some would say cautious, whatever. But after a year of this now, um, I mean, I understand safety. I don't want to do something stupid. I there was a sense of I don't know, about fear, but just a, a sense of caution. Absolutely, um, you know washing your hands more sanitize whatever the case may be not being around a bunch of people but have you felt there has ever there's been any overkill with some of the restrictions or do you feel that you know uh it's better safe than sorry what's kind of been your 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 viewpoint now that you've had over a year uh, of this
1: well this is a very tricky one right because yeah. it's a situation that, as the science suggests, is we have a, re- a highly contagious respiratory disease, right? That also you can carry without knowing it. So it becomes a moral pickle, right? Because if you can, if we accept that fact, then we have to play it in some cases on the safe side. Now, however, living in complete fear has caused, has caused a lot of problems too. You know, uh, personally, there was a time when one of my friends did get COVID, and I had been like next to them for a few seconds, you know, masked up and everything. And I probably wasn't just drinking enough water, was celebrating 420 too much, I don't know. <laughs> I got a headache. I'm sitting here with a headache right after, my friend's like, yeah, sorry, uh, I got COVID, I can't come to the show kind of thing. Um, we, oh yeah, and then we, we played a show. The only, one, only show I played during the pandemic, maybe two shows, uh, and it was the only one that was indoors. All the, It was a weird show. The band was all inside and the crowd was all outside.
0: Oh, that is weird.
1: Yeah, and uh, anyways, so I start thinking I have COVID, you know, and I'm taking my temperature and I'm fucking <laughs> sitting part of my... I'm trying, I'm trying to drink enough water. I didn't go outside. Okay, I get a COVID test. I go in there. I'm, I'm so nervous. I can barely take a needle, right? I, I You know, I, I get doctors. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> So, you know, they're shoving the thing. Okay. Woo, that was something. Uh And, uh yep, negative was fine. But at the time, middle of the spike, right? Middle of the spike. We were in November, and that was our huge spike here as far as – might that might be incorrect. I'm not positive. But it was a huge spike. There was, like, a two-and-a-half-hour line for the test, you know? Like, everybody thought they had COVID.
0: Yeah. Yeah, so
1: It was, so you see what I'm saying? Like, do I think it's an overreach? Of course, yeah, in some situations. And I've heard California has been in some ways a little more ridiculous. I mean, and then you see the hypocrisy from the people making decisions. It makes it harder to go along with that kind of thing. Um, But all in all, yeah, I mean, like, I believe coronavirus is real. I don't want to catch it. I don't want my friends, family to catch it. But like, it's, the facts are, it's a highly contagious respiratory virus. And a lot of us will catch it. It's just going to go around and you just hope people are well. And you hope that enough people uh, when people catch it. It's, it's bad, but it's also, they're developing immunity to it. So if they can handle it and it doesn't have major effects on them, that's kind of similar to them getting a vaccine. I could be wrong. I'm no scientist here, but like, you know, you, you see what I'm saying, man. I don't I, have, I
0: know, I, I totally, I get what you're saying. Absolutely. And, and my thought is that you know, I had some, we had some scares too. We we're around a man, Bill Barnes, he, he got it. And I had just recorded with him. And, you know, it's funny. You start to do the thing where you're like, wait a You start to like, feel that you, you, you think you feel things you go out of your way to be like, wait, I feel different here. Or you sit like your, my head hurts. Oh wait. And you start to like overanalyze your body and you're like, wait a minute, calm down. You're, you're fine. Yeah. Relax. Uh, but so, so yeah, it's, it, it's just been crazy to me that, caution, fear, safety. I mean, these are words that are just thrown around now and maybe we all do get it at some point. I don't know. Maybe some of us have had it already. Um, that's fine. I just feel like some, sometimes instead of progressing forward, it feels like we want to go backwards. And I mean, for you as a musician, Bill and, Mm -hmm. and working in the music industry, you and your colleagues have had to be hammered by this thing, not being able to get out and perform and do things. I mean, that, that's damaging to me. I mean, what's it been like for you guys, just kind of sitting around waiting?
1: Uh, It's been incredibly tough. It's taken tolls on our personal relationships. It's been difficult to keep it going. Um, But, you know, like, I mean, and as far as being in the business with our, we have a studio we run and it slowed down a lot. You know, it wasn't super busy before COVID. It's a narrow niche as is, um, and also, you know, we literally slipped through the cracks of every PPP. Sorry, you didn't make enough money in your first year. You lost money in your first year. Sorry, you don't qualify for yeah. PPP. Okay. Um, how about EIDL? Yeah, good. We passed a bill, ten thousand dollars going out to all small businesses. Well, Hell yeah, let's do it. that's all we need. Let's yeah. that. Exactly, that'll do us right for the yeah. <laughs> uh, Nope. Sorry, don't qualify. Um, oh, new round of VIDL. um You will qualify if your neighborhood is twenty percent poverty rate. Okay, i'll uh, look it up government website. Twenty one percent. Oh, we're gonna qualify. Twenty one percent. Shit, maybe we're gonna get the money. And like we, it is. I guarantee you, it's about fifty percent in that neighborhood. That neighborhood is filled with camps. It's it's we're in middle of port, like downtown ish, right across the river. Uh. And uh, oh, sorry. We have a new website that, with new data. Yeah, uh, it's only 19% uh, poverty in your neighborhood, not 20, so you don't qualify. So <laughs> even though there's been assistance, why? You know, okay, Shake Shack got millions. You know, the Lakers they gave it back. They had a PPP loan. They didn't need that shit. Yeah. The small businesses did. We we can see that on both sides. Both political. Oh, yeah. sides. Wow, that was a that was a sham. And now the Democrats had their turn. Had another sham. It's like they're not looking out for us. We know this. That's what people are sick of it. And you can't even, we can't even have a, a, a realistic democracy with two parties. We all know this. There's no choice. Sorry, dude. Uh, like you could try to pretend like you liked Trump or Biden, but I think like, fuck, if you had another choice, you wouldn't have chosen those guys. I'm sorry, dude. am sorry.
0: <laughs> well, Don't it's like, much- it's like sports teams. There's not only two teams. There's usually 30 teams, you know, in a sports league and, and there's many different, you know, uh, fan bases and such. So, I think what happens a lot of times is because it's a two-party system that it's like, well, there's your two choices, and it's like, really, well, yeah. this is this is all I have. So, I, I, the thing is, it's been a, such a two-party system for so long. I I don't know that it can ever change, even though there've been other third-party candidates. Uh, you know, Ross Perot comes to mind. Uh, there's other, you know, Green Party and all these other parties that uh, are are there. They're on the ballot, but they're not really. We'll say it relevant. They're not relevant. I mean, it's it's the two parties that are uh, that are the uh, you know at the front of the line. And and Bill, I got to tell you, I mean, I'm not I'm not ashamed of it. Everyone had to do this. I I had to go through unemployment. Um, I was you know out of work for months, not knowing what I was going to do. And I echo your sentiments in the fact that going through the process, I I was so frustrated and so mad. It eventually worked out for me, but. The, the, the red tape you got to go through, uh, the, the things you'd have to do for a non-tech person like myself. Uh, I, uh, I, I, yeah. And any of that stuff drives me crazy. And I can't imagine the frustrations that were out there yeah. for everybody. I mean, you, you just spoke on it with you and your colleagues.
1: Yeah. And like, uh, it was a weird situation. I mean, if you're in business for yourself, then what unemployment are they giving you? Who's your employer? You're your employer. You don't got, no, they wouldn't qualify for that either. I, I, you know, and it was tough, but you know, fortunately I'm okay. I was buying Bitcoins. Bitcoins. I, all my savings in the cryptocurrency.
0: Britcoins, Britcoins. Yes. Uh, talk, talk, to <laughs> <I like laughs> talk
1: to me. Talk to me about what's I'm that? Gonna go, you want to know how crazy it's going to be between you and me? I guess I can't say that on a podcast. Yeah. But feel like I might go from the lowest income bracket to the highest income bracket in one year. Yeah. Ooh, joke wow how the did that happened
0: i don't know i don't know you tell me you tell me who it... pretend i know nothing bill pretend i know nothing which i i probably don't
1: cost you five years ago how much did what a burrito cost you five years ago Ooh,
0: Well, are we talking del taco or like uh you know
1: a decent spaceship burrito
0: spaceship burrito that's right yeah we'll yeah. tell that story <laughs> 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 i don't know how that came up yeah uh spaceship burrito i was in an interesting place
1: but nobody else knows about it though it's all good
0: <laughs> i don't know a f- few years ago uh, th- yeah. three, three four dollars maybe five it's a huge one
1: yeah no what are you paying now man eight almost ten yeah
0: double I'll say double easy number
1: yeah yeah and uh well uh, what was it about 1960 or so we got off the gold standard 1961, if my history is right, so the US dollar essentially used to be backed by a certain physical amount of gold, no longer the case, which is fine. That's okay, you can do that. Um, But also on top of that, when banks are giving out loans, they don't even have the money they're giving out. It's like they only have to hold 10% of what they're giving out. So they might not like when when you're getting a loan, it's like they're printing money actually, and then you got to pay them back plus interest. Well, where did that money for the interest come from? Well, shit, we got to print more money. We got to okay, right? So we're in this endless money printing loop in fiat currency. Now this isn't just the U.S. dollar. This is every currency around the world. Central banks are printing money. Economies are collapsing. What do we do? We need money. Okay, print more money. Print more money. This isn't just COVID. Okay, this is no, happening no. before COVID. This the one point nine trillion or whatever the latest stimulus drop in the bucket. Okay, I know. The bank, Getting a free check, a blank check. for. All right. So now in about 2008, someone or some group of people, we don't know the truth because the person is a mystery, um, created something called Bitcoin. Bitcoin was like the first successful cryptocurrency as far as we know. Bitcoin solved the problem in cryptography. You can have money, right? But let's say I sent money to you and then I sent that same money to someone else, right? There's a problem. I can't spend the same dollar bill twice, right? I can only give it to you. I can't like give it to you and give it to them at the same time. There's only that one dollar return, right? Um, Bitcoin solved the problem where you can protect from that cryptographically. So mathematically, you can't spend the same Bitcoin in two spaces at the same time. Each Bitcoin is accounted for in this system. It's a very complicated system. I couldn't explain it all to you, but if you can understand the simple principle of there's only 21 million of them, never change. It. That's as many as there'll ever be. So there's a shortage of this currency. And then there's this other currency, the U S dollar that there is not a shortage of there's an infinite supply. of. So when you, when I say i made money, I didn't make shit.
0: <laughs> you remember- I, I, just held,
1: I just held money and now it's worth more than the money it used to be.
0: Do you remember when we were uh, in uh, eighth grade being taught by Mr. Dan Davis and he's talking to us about economics and money and, you know, the, the mint and all these places. And uh, I remember as an eighth grader, I said, "Well, wait a minute, they're printing money there." I was like, "Why? Why can't can't you just print more money? Like, why don't you just print more money? Like, it always." As an eighth grader, I was like, "Yeah, this is worth a dollar or whatever. Just print more of it." Where people need money to make it right, yeah, yeah, they just make it. So, but that's almost like the mentality now. I see it's like just print more money, and it's like I'm not an eighth grader anymore, so I understand things don't work that way. But I feel like some of the spending we've done it is it is just that and it's not just recent years it's for a long time now i oh, just print more money it's no big deal
1: i mean well my ticket this is beyond just the spending this is like beyond just government <laughs> spending they're loaning money to the banks mm-hmm. making money for the banks and so there's just more money getting supply and that's happening on a massive scale and if you look at like where the total money is in the world like where all, most of it is most of it is in like I believe it's called it's like derivatives basically okay there's like a one quadrillion dollar market quadrillion dollar market of basically like financial products packaged loans that failed etc okay things that aren't even sh- nothing right and uh you know it's a big mess okay we known that you know and uh cryptocurrency bitcoin is the tip of the iceberg okay like if, if I was excited about the internet in 1992 and I told you, you got to try this thing, Netscape Navigator or whatever it was back then on your AOL, you know, it, you know, I would recommend it to you. That's like me saying buy Bitcoin now and three years ago and two years ago and four years ago, that's like that. But like, I would not recommend nobody to be using AOL or Netscape Navigator today. I would say, get on your Google <laughs> Chrome, get on your Firefox, whatever, you know, see, so there's many other cryptocurrencies that are going to change our world. And it's like just the tip of the iceberg. I think it's totally like t- like today Venmo announced they're going to have cryptos. You can buy Litecoin, you can buy Bitcoin, you can buy Ethereum. I was so just going to
0: ask, can you use this to, to make purchases these days? Uh, and Or it, jokingly, it, Venmo, it, yeah.
1: I have bought things with Bitcoin. I've bought things from friends. I bought a bag of weed from my friend the other day with Nano. <laughs> yeah. And I joked to him because Nano at the time, I gave him like nine or whatever. It was like a $50 bag. And, uh, you know, I said, well, this is going to be a $5,000 bag of weed one day if you hold on to that Nano. Nano's gone up in price already doubled since then. So it's already a $100 bag of weed. You see what I'm saying? <laughs> I go I'm, up to-
0: I'm trying to follow.
1: I'm trying to follow. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, anyways, yeah, we we have a, a, a crazy changing future. I couldn't explain it all to it in one podcast. Yeah. I've been studying this for four, four years or so. Yeah. And it's still some of it to me is you know, hard to understand. Uh, I need to get into programming to really get it. But like on the surface level, I can interact with it. I can use this money and it's totally changed my life. And I would recommend it to anybody to put some of your money into cryptocurrency. No doubt. If you have any amount, even if you had, if you had 10 bucks, I'd say put five in cryptos. What's the, what's the loss? Yeah.
0: Now uh, one burrito, one burrito basically. Right. No. <laughs> so let me, okay. you big theory guy, Bill. Take, take your crystal ball now. What do you foresee with a uh, cri- cryptocurrency, as you say, down the road? What do you, What do you think is going to be? This
1: year, we're going to see a mind blowing pump. We're going to see an insane, insane numbers. If people who are in it are going to look at it, and I talked to friends in the past before who were in it last time, it pumped. Because oh, I forgot to mention this: Bitcoin, right? Basically, goes through four year cycles. Every four years, they have something called the halving or the having, depending on who you ask. Every ten minutes. Um, sorry if this is a lot of info for anyone listening try to take notes or catch up. It's all on the internet. You can look it up. Every t- uh, Bitcoin is mined by someone. Some lucky miner around the world gets to to, to get uh, do what's called mining the block, okay? And when they do that, they receive a reward, okay? The reward is a certain amount of Bitcoin. Well, here's the thing. Every four years, that reward gets cut in half. So now you, instead of receiving 10 Bitcoin, you would only receive five, right? So now the global supply of Bitcoin that's available is down by like 2100. People were receiving like 0.25, 0.1 Bitcoin to mine a block. Whereas when it started, it was 20 Bitcoin or 50 Bitcoin. I don't recall what that So you see, um, the cycles follow this pattern. Every four years, we see a major pump in Bitcoin. You can look at the chart. And guess what? All the other cryptocurrencies follow. Bitcoin is the king of the, of the land, right? When Bitcoin's hot, they're all hot. And we're in that fourth year. That's what this year is. I've been riding it, okay? And like, you can get on if you want. You can see it. it you'll make a bunch of money really fast and then you'll lose it all. That's the fucked up part.
0: Wait, wait. That doesn't sound like a good selling oh, point. Oh, oh,
1: oh, oh. Okay, check it out human psychology right mm-hmm. something gets hot people start jumping i don't know if you've seen this there's a video going around it's uh, uh, and if you can look it up it's like this weird dance party that came about at some festival i think it's like lollapalooza or some shit i don't remember which one it is there's one there's a bunch of people on the field they're all they're all chilling one dude's over there just dancing like everything he's got he's giving it you know and uh, you know no one's dancing with him and then one guy comes up starts dancing with him and they're just having they're just on you know I say no, no inhibitions. They're on. and the next thing you know, two more people, five more people, a hundred more people. Before you know, it's a huge old dance party, and it's going crazy, right? And that's kind of what happens with human psychology, right? Oh yeah. Someone's trying something. What is this thing? I don't understand. Okay, what's going on? All right. Oh, okay, it's going well. Oh, I want to try that. Oh, cool. This is going well. Yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. So a bunch of people start piling in. Greed takes over. Everyone's trying to get rich. Everyone wants to get rich. They're all throwing their money down. Well, guess what? The people who are buying it at next to nothing three years ago, like myself, we're going to sell it. Yeah. At that point, we're up 100 times. We're going to keep all of it. No, you just sell one, t- one 100th of it and you already got your initial investment out. This is how every market works. This is how every stock works. It just goes faster and harder with cryptocurrencies. It's a smaller market. And over time, even if you ride out those peaks, like you went to the peak and you came crashing down, I did it. And then you wait and you wait and you wait. And then eventually the thing comes back up.
0: So That's- let me ask you, what's the, what would be the, the reason to hesitate and why people don't go get, go all in on this like, uh, like Bill Ritter does? What, 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 is, uh, what holds people back?
1: Well, one it's if you need the cash at hand. I was fortunate enough where I had enough cash and savings that I was able to try it. And I feel blessed that I was in that position. Like, it, but having said that, if you have any excess income, like 20 bucks a month, 10 bucks a month, you should be saving some of it in something. You oh yeah. Put in stocks, that's fine. You know, put in stocks you green or whatever. But like, if you look at the money though and say money itself is going to inflate, Here's a sound source of money. It seems like an easy play, you know. Hmm. Keeping money in cash, why? What are you gonna uh, make of your bank account? One percent. What's inflation? It's gonna be more than that.
0: <laughs> True. Your now, burrito,
1: I, eight dollars now, right? So,
0: it's criminal. Remember, remember when Frank McCr- McCourt took over the Dodgers bill and our chip witches that we loved at Dodger games. They, they went from like $6 to $9. Uh, the, the team didn't get much better on the field. They just spent more money. Uh, McCrook, you called him Frank McCrook, which I loved. Um, well, Bill, I appreciate that. I mean, I look at, I don't pretend to know very much about anything really, but it's. Uh, I'm open to always hear different ideas, different uh, philosophies and theories, if you will, and uh, interesting stuff there on uh, Bitcoin. <laughs>
1: there and I'll, I'll try not to go too much into it it's a lot of my life right now is studying this stuff and learning about this stuff so i talk about it a lot my my girlfriend's sick of it she bought <laughs> some, she's okay with it i convinced her back when it was you know like in four thousand five thousand dollars bitcoin to buy some bitcoin it's worth over fifty thousand per now so like she's like okay i guess so you weren't crazy i just thought you were high like you were telling me this shit. i'm like i seen it you can you i was high i was high you're right you know, but like, do the math. Yeah, it's
0: there. Give me your money. Give me your money. I got a great because that honestly is something that throughout time throughout history, anytime someone has come to you and said like, Hey, I have a great idea uh, to invest in most people. I don't care what the subject matter is what what it is. Most people are going to be hesitant like you want my like I work hard for my money. I don't want to see whether it be the stock market, Bitcoin, uh, a donation, it could be anything, but cause most people are just like, ah, I work hard for my money. I like knowing where it's at, and seeing where it's at, you know?
1: And you're, you're right on. And if you look down the rabbit hole, Bitcoin is that because with Bitcoin, you don't even need the bank. You can pull it out. You can have it on your own wallet. You can have your own Bitcoin to yourself. No one can touch it except for you. That's but, having your money.
0: It's very true. Very true. I, um, and, and and what's funny is we've gone from at least I have I, I went from I liked seeing cash money and carrying cash right I liked carrying cash and knowing how much yeah. I had to spend now I don't like carrying cash I like having it all on my in my bank account on my card I don't like paying for cash for things so it's interesting how we do evolve in kind of our daily life too regarding our finances I know I've come a long way from how I used to be uh, those yeah. nine those nine dollar um, those $9 janitor, janitor checks that we used to get, Bill. I mean, those were those were gold back then.
1: What were we getting paid? $9 an hour?
0: No, well, it wasn't an hour. It was 9 yeah. bucks for like 20, 30 minutes. <laughs> so at the end of the week, we were bringing in 27 bucks for working an hour and a half or whatever. That's not bad. Think about it.
1: Yeah. Yeah, but, if- but you know, we were spending like a good- Forty extra minutes of driving in the middle of the night. Sure, we,
0: we drive there, and uh, but man, as a high school kid, you want me to vacuum and dump a few trash cans for nine bucks? Absolutely. That's yeah. That's in and out twice back then. That's two burritos.
1: Two burritos is worth something.
0: <laughs> How much should we pay you? Two burritos an hour. Oh, sign me up. Absolutely.
1: One burrito coin. One. Bur- <laughs>
0: <laughs> the B-Rit burritos. The bur- oh man, there's. There's all kinds of things we can play with your 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 names and everything. Um Bill, I got so I'm gonna jump around now. You got more more Bitcoin talk, you got any more? I'm sure if more stuff comes up, just jump in. That'll go.
1: come up at some point, but let's go on to something else. All right. Uh, jump around. I got something.
0: Oh, all right. Here you we go. Talk,
1: you're we're see now I've done some umpiring. Some of my first days umpiring were with you. I haven't umpired a baseball game in, in yeah.
0: <laughs> Bill's out call reach this reach to the ceiling.
1: That was good uh but yeah um i haven't umpired part in a long time i i don't miss the the stress Me of mean. getting you know um i did some more basketball fishing but anyways i got two interesting calls two different sports to talk about i, I didn't it. prep this okay first one we'll do is baseball you might have seen this play happened a few days ago kershaw was pitching for the dodgers oh here we go <laughs> And comes in with the left and he gives him that pitch right down the middle. The batter's frozen, right? Yep. You know what I'm talking about. He gets a late swing in. Like the ball is in the catcher's glove. Okay. It's already in the catcher's glove and he hits the catcher's glove. Right. So now he's out, but he's like, yo, blue interference. I hit the catcher's glove, you know, and they're like managers coming out, hit the catcher's glove. All right. What are you calling? If that's what you saw balls in the catcher's glove, bat hits the glove. Is he out or did the catch impede the swing?
0: Well, uh, I saw that. And it's funny you say it because, you know, my roommate is an umpire, uh, still working he, a ton of experience in, um, in the uh, triple a, uh, college baseball umpire. Now we've worked a ton together and, Uh, We were actually arguing about this briefly, but he was dead set on it being catcher's interference. And I go, I mean, the ball's in his glove like before he swings. And then he was like, well, but what's to say? I mean, the catcher coming forward, he couldn't swing. And I'm like, okay, so strike three, So say strike three, he catches it and he starts to step forward to retire a runner. And then the guy swings. I mean, where does it end? Where To me- The breakdown is
1: base. If I remember right. What's that? I think they ended up giving them the base.
0: Yeah. I think they called catchers interference and that, that uh, rule does send the batter to first base. Um, So. uh, Quote here from OBR official baseball rules, a defensive interference is an act by a fielder that hinders or prevents a batter from hitting a pitch. So. The Dodger fans in us, let's be honest. The Dodger fan, but I think you're you're an unbiased guy. You're like, okay. You I
1: know. mean, I'm a Dodger fan in my in my heart for sure. Always will be since my dad was taking the games when I was you know six seven years old. Yeah, but you know, just for the sake of the rules, I want to see the right thing made. And it seemed like the person should have been out. It seemed like the spirit of the rule was that that he was kind of trying to hit the glove after he was out. like the ball. You can't hit the ball out of his glove. It's in so his that- glove. Or- That's intent.
0: you can. So again, if you read intent, you can, you can definitely, uh, you can definitely go with that. Like, Oh, he was trying or, or the one my favorite was uh, my favorite one. It was something along the lines of, you know, the ball goes to the backstop and then the guy swings, he went around, but the verbiage is, was he trying to strike the pitch? Was he trying to uh, hit the pitch in that situation? For instance, you could have, you could have catcher's interference Let's say the guy did not swing. He started his swing and he stopped, and he hits the catcher's glove. That's not a swing, but that's still catcher's interference because you are hindering mm. his ability. But to, to your point, with the ball in the glove, the pitch is ended, and then he starts his swing. Yeah. I, I saw it. I was <laughs> like,
1: he I, wasn't going to catch it. If he if he did if he did get his swing through, he was going to miss. It was already by him. He hadn't caught the bat. Had not popped the plane to get there but yeah wow what a weird play
0: very weird i mean baseball is just one of those games that you you think it's a simple game you know you hit hit a ball run around the bases you just play catch but you see very weird things like that and i gotta tell you amongst umpires because everybody talks you know around the country and everything that has had a lot of discussion some guys have said i don't think that's catcher's interference other guys have said it's in his glove how could you call that um So that's what makes umpiring great to me is that there's judgment involved and it's not always black and white. So when I, I'll, to to give you my long-winded answer, when I first saw it, I said, I don't think you can call interference on that. As I've debated it, I think more and more with other guys, I'm leaning more towards maybe you can, but I still feel that I, I don't know, you know, it's in the glove already. And I actually umpired Jerickson Profar his first year coming out of a Curacao when he was, uh, like seventeen years
1: old. Batter in that play. What's up? Are you talking about the batter in that play?
0: The batter, yeah. He played when when I saw you up in Oregon that that year. He <laughs> played for uh, Spokane, and um, you know, <laughs> same same expressions. Nothing's changed. It's it's the same. What? Whoa, whoa, whoa! This confused look, like like everyone's against him or something. Uh So that was funny to see. But the batter must have a realistic chance of actually hitting the ball, or has the? Let's see. Yeah. So. Uh, I don't know, Bill. Flip a coin. Flip a Bitcoin. I don't know on that one.
1: (laughs) Good. Now there was another play, a different sport, and it's one where the officials rarely are seen. Okay. And it's golf.
0: Love it. Here Uh, we go.
1: I I, I might be butchering the name. I think the name of the player is Jiwoo Sen. It's a Korean player, if I believe. I'm not sure. But in a recent tournament, they were putting the ball from off the green and made a great cut read it perfectly the ball's rolling right towards the hole okay and it gets up to the hole and just stops and i'm talking about like the ball is like i can't really do it it's like halfway over the hole it's like that right and it stops okay and now the player's walking up to the ball and they get there and they're like well i mean like it might go in you know and as far as you know the understanding is uh that you have some period of time to wait to see if it falls in you know if the ball's still moving you can't hit it so if the ball's still moving it has a chance Mm -hmm. anyways they wait about 30 seconds ball falls in (laughs) and both players see because in golf there's a lot of honor system right you you know like there's not enough officials out there to even see everything that's happened. They can review it on camera and such in the PGA, but like you, it's on you, you know, like you're the one who signed your scorecard. Okay. And the people you're playing with, you know, so both of them are like, well, we don't, we don't really know if if that counts. So they ask the official over and the official comes over and um, well, I'll leave it at that. What do you think should happen?
0: Well, let's be honest. I mean, my point is, okay, let's say it doesn't count. Let's say it doesn't count. What do you do with the ball? You just put it back where you think it was? Do you consider that a drop? What I mean, what what if it I mean the ball went in the hole. I mean if That's ball, what I'm saying? The ball stops and there's an earthquake and it shakes the 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 ground enough to put the ball in, to me, unless the ball is interfered with or or it is again struck by the club for another stroke, I don't see how you don't count it. But as far as a time frame, I I I don't know if the ball drops in the hole um, before your next stroke, I would think it would count. I don't know. I don't know the techno- technological yeah. terms for it, but.
1: Same. Then that was my intuition too. And I uh, haven't played the game a lot. And my understanding was it's kind of vague. Like uh, <laughs> I think that, I think that they've put in some rule about something about 10 seconds, as in you get up to it in a reasonable amount of time, walking to it, obviously. And then if you're just waiting for it to go, it's supposed to be within 10 seconds. If it doesn't fall in 10 seconds, you're supposed to hit it. But it's, the guy he's playing was like, that ball's moving. I can see it's moving. It's moving. It's barely moving, but it's moving. Wow. And so it was a really gray area. I think that they ended up not counting the birdie or whatever. Like he had to count one extra stroke for waiting longer than 10 seconds, I believe is what they ruled. But it seemed pretty messed up. I think that one should have counted. We've all seen that shot a Tiger Woods hit on the Masters if we, uh, a few years ago where he chipped it and it just sat on the edge for a second and it just falls in. And it felt so good and the crowd just exploded. Um, but, yeah, that was uh, that was something else, man. And I've never quite seen that.
0: That was t- yeah, Tiger Woods' play, wasn't it? Yeah, it was Tiger,
1: Tiger Woods. Woods years ago, yeah, on the Masters where he had – launch his first shot over the green and it no.
0: just
1: curves and curves and trickles and looks like it has no chance and it just keeps trickling trickling stops right on the edge and then crowd explodes one of the greatest tiger moments
0: okay so i'm looking at uh what is this uh played ball as this is a uh, played ball as it lies if the ball comes to rest and is then moved by natural forces such as wind or water, the player normally must play it from its new spot. Well, its new spot is in the hole, right? So,
1: that's what I'm saying. I
0: I, I say you can't. I mean, to to me, Bill, that's like one of your uh, one of your drives to the basket where you where you get a little bump at the free throw line. You take four steps and you finish at the at the at the rim. I think I think we count it. Got to.
1: Hey, you can call my games anytime for counting that. I'm down. <laughs> <laughs> what
0: basketball were you refereeing like men's games or something
1: no i was doing the youth ball up here like some a stuff i couldn't really handle the coaches i mean i don't think the guy will ever see it but the guy who, one of the coaches one of the parents was the coach Shocker. and you know he was also the the referees manager uh. like he was the guy who hired all the refs so i'd get <laughs> on his games and he'd be screaming the fuck out of me yeah. you know and yeah. i'm like dude no You can't just bully me because you're paying me here. No, (laughs) absolutely not. No, just screaming, screaming. Uh, Yeah, that's how how it goes. I could have been thinking, but it wasn't worth it at some point.
0: I I teed a guy once, uh, and he goes, don't I get a warning? I said, that is your warning. (laughs) One more more (laughs) and you're done.
1: (laughs) Basketball is a tricky one, especially when you got the coaches over there, right, that are just like literally screaming to try to intimidate the other team players you know they're, they're they're just trying to hoot and holler because and it works like younger players get you know like they're you got kids. some screaming at you you know
0: they're kids everything's a travel everything's a double like you let some things go you just try to get a little flow and the kids run into each other like you try to get the uh, you try to get the alligators and let the lizards go you know you get the big stuff you know come on
1: it's a good way to say it and it's important too you know you got to call the game like some coaches would be like no call that on my kid you know because like he was they were trying to teach the kid you can't do that and it's like you a know, seven-year-old or something you, hey you can't you can't do that like maybe you let something slide but he's like no i taught him you can't take all those steps you got to call that oh. and i acted that when coaches did that it was hard but okay yeah yep it, i mean yeah. it wasn't easily called traveling that if you want but i've been calling it looser all day you know
0: i wish more more guys refereed just to get a taste of like, okay, what it's like, maybe you won't be so out of control when you're either coaching or playing or whatever. Yeah, definitely um, help
1: me calm down about getting frustrated about missed calls because
0: you just, you can't see funny. everything. You can't see everything, yeah.
1: man. Yeah.
0: It's yeah. tough. Um, Well, kind of, well, we're
1: there, like, do you even play though or something like you play basketball? You know, like, what are you talking about?
0: Oh yeah.
1: Go? Yeah.
0: Yeah. And and as someone who who was just a little uh, a little enforcer at the high school level, uh, not quite the star you were, you know, yeah, that always angered me. I'm like, hey, hey, I know I'm a little heavy, and I don't look like I played basketball, but I I uh, I set screens for Bill Ritter back in the day. I was really good at that stuff. So, <laughs> so.
1: Yeah. Oh yeah, you had a shot.
0: <laughs> you know, I'm the back the back door man, just a little back door cut. Trip Ooh, him out. Oh go. boy, get get the old the old look from Bill. See, we're on video now, so we can do some of the like the uh expressions and stuff that we used to have on the court
1: what's uh, up with the kids days all our games on the internet now i mean like it seems like like if i was uploading a video just for my friends to see i'll put it on youtube so like are all the kids games going on youtube now
0: yeah rios do well mr bray does the filming he does facebook live he does stuff on like a youtube channel uh, Wow, there's some Rio hondo prep football a youtube channel where they do highlights and stuff i mean it's really cool man it's it sure has changed quite a bit
1: I would stay in tune. I would stay in touch, you know, with the old team and see what's going on, you know.
0: Yeah. Well, big win at the – Bill, I mean, can you believe it? Rio played at the Rose Bowl a few weeks ago. They beat
1: Paul. I did see that. I saw your clips from that. I saw a few of the clips from that, and uh, that's the trip. And they only – Eight to seven or something? What's going on? Is the defense better, or are the kids just like a little shaky with their first game back?
0: Well, I mean, the other – two games Rio had played they were scoring 40 plus points right but Re- Rio and Pauly really know each other well they're coaching uh, staffs and
1: uh, you mean it, they stopped the power 31 now they figured it out
0: oh there's all kinds of other plays now Bill they got four remember see when you and I played it was same formation every time you know probably <laughs> seven you eight plays
1: seven plays yeah and there, only one of them was pass, If I remember yeah.
0: right Bill Ritter fade on one ready let's <laughs>
1: Well, it was really Doc Bray fade because no one could keep up with that kid.
0: Yeah, you were more Woo-hoo. than the screen and go. You, you are a good route runner, as they say. Uh, uh you know,
1: yeah, like a total of uh, zero yards after catch. Hey,
0: you're, you're a smart yeah. guy. Catching, I was
1: gonna catch it and go down if yeah. I wasn't getting if I wasn't falling down, like you know, just being out of position or whatever. Uh, you know, they brought me down pretty fast. Well, I could catch it. I was going to catch it.
0: Oh, yeah. There's no doubt you would. You, if, you, if you got it in the atmosphere, Bill Ritter was getting it. To Doc, I threw it far because he was fast and could run under it. To you, I threw it high. You could out jump anyone with your basketball hops.
1: Can't do it anymore, man. I was trying to dunk the other day and I kept getting dunked. <laughs> no kidding. Uh,
0: what happened?
1: Guys. COVID. I've been sitting around, man. I haven't been doing enough exercise. In my I got to get back on that sky's the limit jump program. Jump
0: program. Didn't uh, Todd Carson put you on that back in the day?
1: Todd or uh, one of the Lee brothers might've showed it to me. I can't remember, but uh, I remember uh, that worked. It was hard work, but it worked. Like gained six, 10 inches on your vertical. No joke. I Dude, mean, that I remember. helped any sport, you know? it take work, but like, didn't need any weights either. There's no weights. You could oh, if you to yeah. do it all. all Half,
0: calf calf training and stuff.
1: Lots of calf, lots of lunge, lots of squats, and then they increased every week. Hard work, though. Like, I had to put on the Rocky soundtrack, full blast. <laughs>
0: Training montage, baby. That was the best. Uh, I'm going to stand well, up second. Hold on. Cramping up, cramping up. Oh, yeah, a little stretch out there. Well, that's with, it. Bill, why, uh, with your jumping program, that's why the first play of every second half of our basketball games was that. Was that backdoor lob to be writ up high? In the, and we'd be like, Is he gonna I, is he gonna dunk it? Oh, he's not gonna dunk it.
1: Dunked it. You yeah, know, I, I laid it in a couple of times.
0: Yeah, dude, getting all I don't remember. I think Devin threw the pass. I think I set the screen. Anyway, whatever. But like he'd throw it high and you'd go get it. That was a fun play and a great way to start the second half all the time. Easy buckets. Easy buckets, baby. That's right. Um, let me see here. Uh it was it's been fun talking to guys about. Rio and playing days. I've talked with a lot of guys who were graduated 20, 30 years before me. But in talking about our experiences at Rio, you know, just on the athletic side of things, it's you, you almost feel like teammates with some of these guys. You know, I know John Lee lives up in your neck of the woods, Steve Amon you know, you've seen them here and there. But like to hear them talk about the Rio playing days, and everyone's really, uh, it's always fun to talk about. I don't care how long it's been or, or whatever. Yeah, those, those are the best of times, man.
1: yeah, and thank you for cultivating this, man. Like, it's you doing this is what makes it uh, something we can all share, and that's cool, you know.
0: Oh, man, absolutely. Did last time we were here, I know it's been a year, did we talk about when you had the scholarship thing of the day of the poly game? Yeah. We, had, <laughs> the think- shoot we did, right.
1: Yeah, it was one of those things where, you know, sports was definitely the priority to us back then. I was thinking about how serious we took it, and I, it was unhealthy to a degree. I realize now that, like, I wanted, like, when we lost in baseball, let me revisit that
0: experience. Oh. Let
1: me revisit the last baseball game I think I ever played. Yeah. I might have done that in one alumni game, but I think I honestly might have not because I was literally traumatized.
0: Dude, I'm sorry, man. Let's go. This let's go through that. Yeah,
1: go we'll through it together here after this. <laughs> but
0: uh, I'm I'm here for you, Bill.
1: Thank you. Uh, <laughs> I got a couch. Can I lean back? Get through this. Take okay. Your time. Right. Take your time. No. Yeah. So we were playing playoffs, and if I remember correctly, I don't. Uh, what was the name of the school we lost to again? Do you remember?
0: Camp Kilpatrick. Kilpatrick at Malibu High School,
1: and it, it, the pitcher he switched on us we saw him in the regular season if i remember correctly and he threw traditional and we okay. hit him in the playoffs and he learned how to side sling it yeah i think you're right uh, what do you call it submarine style mm-hmm. and we were so confused uh it took us the whole game figured out really and uh, i think i was pitching i threw a decent game uh we were close and i remember uh i was up we had a couple runners on and I was just trying to get my bat on the ball because the kid's stuff was good. It was confusing, you know, and uh, hit a little chopper to short and I'm running as fast as I've ever run in my life. I wasn't the fastest guy horizontally, but, man, I was booking it on that play. That was as fast as I've ever run. And I beat it. Ball went over the first baseman's head, bounces off the fence, comes right back to him. I don't see any of that happen. I just see the ball go over his head. I'm flying down the line in the right field, and I get the go-to sign from Coach Loomis, and I'm like, all right, I'm going.
0: Go, 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 go. Yeah.
1: And the second, there's no chance. The ball bounced right off the fence of the first base. I mean, he lobs it to the shortstop. who's there waiting for me. I was out by 40 feet. I got in a pickle or whatever, but I, that was it. I was done.
0: Uh, Doc Bray was on second. We were down two. You hit a chopper or something, and – it was a tough play in the hole. They threw it, like you said, over the head. Doc, I think, scored. And was it so, Doc or
1: Jordan who would have been on? I think I usually hit right before Doc.
0: Oh, uh, you know what? So maybe Jordan was on. That's yeah, right. Doc was up second. Doc was up behind you because he was our three-hitter, I think. And, yeah, and, and you know, Bill, we always grew up, at least I did. I know you felt this way. Like, we were always going to win, even when we are losing. It was like, we're not going to lose. And it was just like – You know, whether it was, you know, back then we thought, oh, you know, we thought God cared about, you know, sporting events and stuff too, but, but still internally, we thought we were going to win. And so I remember during that rally, we're rallying and as the ball goes over the head and Jordan scores and you get up to go to second, the ball took a perfect hop off the wall. And I remember like, as you're dead meat in the pickle with two outs, I'm thinking, in the, in the split second, it happened. I'm going, no, he's going to get out of this. He, he's going to get out of this. We're going to win
1: their shit out. And I was believing it. I was trying my hardest, you know, but it was, <laughs>
0: and, and you go down, you get tagged out and you go down face first. And, uh, you know, I don't, it's been a long time, but I remember I looking at, for a while, I looked out I, at you and, and like you were devastated,
1: like literally devastated. Yeah. And it meant so much And like, I think that was, you know, at the end of the day, it's a good learning experience. Like it wasn't, you know, the sun's coming up tomorrow, man. Oh yeah. I know. But at the
0: time, but at the time, I remember looking out at you and being like, watching them celebrate. And it's like, that's, that's, you know, we played stuff in college and adult leagues and stuff, but I was like, that's the last time I'm going to play sports. Like it's over and, and just happened like that. And I was just like, I, I couldn't gather myself i felt so bad for my friend out there who you know it wasn't your so fault
1: down and that's you know that's why it felt just as you know it felt worse to me that really hurt you know but like we're playing baseball who cares yeah it's i know like, i know like i just live over here in the, like a, a country where we can we can just play ball for fun you know like we don't mm-hmm. have to worry about you know so much else that could be going on
0: just the instant loss i mean it was like it's over everything we've, we've worked for over the years, it's over. And I felt that way after every sport we lost, man, football's over. Okay. Well, we, at least we got basketball, basketball ended. I was like, okay, we're going all in. We're going to win a baseball championship. And then baseball ended. And it was like, wait, it's, it's all gone. There's nothing left. And uh, yeah, that was, that was a tough pill to swallow.
1: No. And, and, you know, as we get older, we see that there's way more outside, whatever, whatever thing we're doing, there's always more going on that, you know,
0: so, oh yeah well but, like,
1: i was, wish, wish i would play baseball again i've never played you know maybe it'd be fun if they have an alumni game i would hop down there i probably would struggle but it'd be fun to try
0: <laughs> man well you guys could put together an oregon team you and amen and john lee on uh we'd have like a northwest team or something with northern california guys and uh or oregonians up there against the socalers maybe or something Uh-oh. like that
1: wow you know? if we're now, wait, wait, where's Ken live? Because wasn't Ken the, the, the hooper of the hoopers? Of no, the no, no,
0: well, we get Ken. He's down here in Rancho. We get Ken. And Bill Lee, we get him inside.
1: I remember shooting with Ken one time. And I didn't know him as well as the other Lee brothers. I think I, think I knew Bill the most when I was younger. But I remember shooting with Ken at one time. And he would start shooting left-handed. <laughs> I think it was Ken. And he didn't get any worse. Like, he was shooting it just as good. Wow. Left hand, right and i remember thinking damn that's something i gotta yeah. get that
0: <laughs> he's amphibious I, or ambidextrous <laughs> i'm
1: getting better at it I, I i would challenge him i don't know if he listens uh ken if you're out there or any of the lee brothers i'd love or the drain brothers or any of them any of you, anybody let's play horse let's, uh, zoom zoom let's, horse. Go. let's do it let's go. Zoom horse let's All, go
0: i'll announce it we'll do a podcast it'll be great
1: tournament um because no, i it, can't dunk anymore
0: no ducky if there's one thing you don't tell bill ritter uh it's it's that you can't do something or that or to challenge you like i remember todd gave you a book that said that the first sentence it challenged you it said something like i i dare you you can't finish this book today or something and that was always your mentality someone told you you couldn't do something you're like what and you'd like train for it and just be ready for it are you still that way bill
1: Uh, it's still in me i've tamed it Okay. Because it got me in more trouble at the end. <laughs> it could, and when you're not in a hyper competitive, you know, setup, you gotta chill out a little bit, you know. Like, but also, it's still there. You know, oh. it still comes out when it when it happens. Well, you
0: know? I I gotta imagine in the music world, you know, being a musician and everything, that it, it kind of comes out you know, there, right?
1: It did it originally, and I had to drop competition in music. It's a different spirit. It's Definitely. a different spirit. And, like, at first, like, I didn't know how to approach anything not like that, you know? And so I was trying to make, like, dude, this music's going to be so epic, man. It's going to be so sick. And like, people are going to see it and be like, wow, that's so cool. They did the thing. And I was like, gnarly. Wow. <laughs> but at the end of the day, what do people want from music? They want to feel good. Yeah. They want to hear something that makes them bob their head, right? They might want to dance, you know? They might want something that's just, like, something for their mind to be on while they're sitting at the bar, you know? So i uh because of that, i started playing keyboard more because yeah. i can play because so i got 10 fingers to work with you know?
0: yeah what so what instruments can you i mean you're like stevie wonder over here How, what other instruments can you play you got the trumpet the guitar now the keyboard you're all over the place
1: yeah yeah play a little drums too i mean like once you're around it a lot you end up wanting to try them all and uh they all cross over you know music's music you know uh quarter notes quarter note Eighth notes and eighth note, you know, like, but and then like when you know your music theory harmonically, which is what I've been diving into more the last five years. And like, I'm a terrible music reader when I say music theory. Like, uh, okay. I can see when I'm playing guitar, I can see the piano, piano keyboard, and I can see my fingers playing the notes on trumpet in my head. Oh, okay. But I can't read music for shit. <laughs> I never could. Even in back in band, I was faking I just sat next to you because you were pretty good. <laughs> play all the notes. I couldn't read in the, the rhythms and stuff was hard for me. Um, but uh, yeah, I can see like when I play, it's fucked up. Pardon my French because on trumpet. Right. It's a B flat instrument. OK, so whatever note you're playing, uh, let me make sure I get this right, is really one whole step lower than what everyone else would play. So if I have to say uh, if, I, if I'm playing a D on my trumpet and I'm playing with a guitar player, I need to tell them to play a C dc
0: oh it's a full oh okay
1: yeah because the trumpet is yeah i I believe i have that correct i always mix it up anyways after years of doing it still so (laughs) stuff like this gets complicated but i will tell you like when i play an a chord on my piano right i see my fingers going a one and two
0: yeah that is crazy man like yeah i picked it up every now and then and played the trumpet just to play it and i miss it i miss uh the challenge of reading music putting it all together and then uh, performing it. Uh you and I had a ton of experience in that regard playing uh various, various places. Um yeah, I I you know I'm trying to get James Umamora on the program here, but he lives in Japan and it's tough to uh work around the time difference. But that would be fun if uh if I do maybe someday we'll we'll put the three trumpeteers back oh, together. Uh, oh man, uh, so hard
1: to do over Zoom, but I'm down to make it try. Because <laughs> there's a little, a little delay. It makes it really hard to play music over Zoom. That's one of the bummers.
0: Oh uh, definitely.
1: But uh, yeah, I would love to make some harmonies and stuff. Um, Yeah, harmonies tickle my bones. I I feel it in my soul. That's like, I'm not super religious anymore. Sorry if this offends anyone, but like music to me, I feel it in my spirit and, you know, harmony is something that's just, it's mad.
0: I recorded with a guy, um, Douglas Kirk about, uh, on, on an episode about music and he's a musician and plays in these bands in Bakersfield. And my, my, topic with him or one of the things i said was that music the beautiful thing about music is that it it's it's not a language it's it's a universal language i should say it's not you know the sound is the sound for everybody you know uh it's it's beautiful that way you can almost communicate through music and back to the trumpet one of the things i love the trumpet obviously it's the only instrument i know how to play but i love the various sounds you can get from it it's an incredible jazz instrument you hear it in uh, classical music, you hear it in church music, you hear it in rock bands. Uh, yeah. You hear it all over, different kinds. So that's why I like uh, the trumpet. I'm a little biased, but do you think kind of guitars or keyboard, they can kind of contribute in other forms of, of music as well, different sounds?
1: Yeah. You know, I'd say uh, the big thing with trumpet, the limitation becomes like most of the time, I mean... You could argue you can play two notes at once, maybe on some weird harmonics shit, but like you don't <laughs> got one note, right? You can play one note at a time. But with these other instruments, especially with keys, I'm finding, you know, you got 10 fingers, right? Uh, and a, re- a regular major chord is just made up of three notes. That's like it. like a C, E, G, C major. But then you can add a B and now you get this cool, that's a seven. <laughs> you, this, you got the high D and now you got a nine. Well, that's all and so i can be like and make this whole thing instead so of just amazing. one note um and uh, that's what's cool about trumpet though is it it kind of or horns right they kind of either beg for like you're talking about mastering your technique so it's jazz right because you could just have one horn player sitting there and feeling it like i don't have that i don't have great jazz chops on the trumpet my trumpet is like you know we were learning fight songs and play them as loud as we could right you know we had a <laughs> Touch, but it was mostly like tribute to Troy. Forte, let's go, first down. You know, um, but now you know, like jazz is a whole nother thing, and that's something I want to get down on my trumpet. But piano just lends itself for jazz more.
0: I love, I mean, but the different way you strike the keys, like piano, even it can be a lead instrument in a rock song, or it can be kind of that soft, uh, melodic. I don't know, just a uh, soothing sound uh yeah like the trump like think about mariachi trumpets like that sound is so different than like a muted jazz trumpet it's the same Mm. instrument but it sounds completely different and i love that about
1: it yeah and some of that's the studio magic and some of that's the actual instrument and the technique and it's uh it's really something you know and i've been pursuing that and studying it and doing it professionally now um it's awesome uh that particular field doesn't pay well um unless you're super famous and that doesn't happen it's not yeah. gonna happen like if you're trying to play music to get famous you probably should just do something else
0: do something else yeah what what um what is uh kind of the future look like for uh you musically and uh what you're doing now um as far as audio engineering and also playing yeah. i mean what what are some things on the horizon for you
1: well we'll see what comes um uh i've been working with a couple different bands the last year some of which i play in and some i'm just recording some i'm just producing um quite a lot of music to finish up quite a lot of music we just put out in fact there's a band uh which i'll i'll shout out there's this band called new do this friends of mine from portland phenomenal keyboard player this guy devin DePaulo. he's from boston he lived in portland for a years. he just moved down to la and he's trying to make it down there and that guy i'm telling you you want to see someone play the keys go check Ooh. out new. I don't know if they're doing any shows in LA yet, but when they do go see
0: what's like. What's the name again, the band, new,
1: name? new hairdo, new, new do. do. Yeah.
0: Okay. Uh, that's clever.
1: But yeah. So, um, up here with my bands, uh, we're hoping to get back out there and hit the summer shows. We're hoping there's a lot of outdoor shows coming up and, uh, we've been asked to play on quite a few. I think that's kind of where we're going as far as, uh, you know, cause there's a social pressure too. Like if, OK, let's say it's safe to be in the bars or whatever, like the bars are opening. But then like some people might, you know, like ah, I don't really feel comfortable sitting inside yet or something. Mm-hmm. OK, so we only get three or four good months of weather up here anyways. And it just happened. <laughs> it's happening now. So like we're I'm, I'm thinking about buying a generator. We might be doing some of that. We did some park pop up shows last year, which are great. We want to hit the road and outdoors where it's at, you know, takes off the social pressure of like, oh, you're putting people at risk. They could die from this, you know. Uh, well, let's just go outside. Yeah, yeah. Uh, cool. <laughs> that's out, You know, So uh, I think that's where a lot of musicians are going. I mean, I, usually you can't just pop up in the park. Last year we did it and no problems. You know, like I've tried to go through the city to use the same park since I moved to Portland. They have this beautiful amphitheater at one of the parks and you can't book it you can't like they won't book you so it's like what are we doing here there's yeah. a power up right there it's turned off i'm like well what what is this here for they do like once a like four or five times a year uh bands in the park but it's like dude this could be every saturday and it's like tucked away anyways like the noise is not that bad so anyways now we're kind of seeing i think our whole town is kind of like oh we could just do it and then if they stop us they'll stop us but there's so many bigger things going on there <laughs> we peaceful I think-
0: I think a lot of people are feeling that way in California, especially down here is that a lot of people are now like, all right, enough of this. Like, we're just going to do stuff. You know, what you're going to, you know, when, when restaurants were closed and stuff, some of them were like, I can't close I'm opening and find me or whatever. And so that's been an interesting dynamic as far as uh, you know, following people that are rebels kind of against going against uh, you know, what, what the government says and this and that, and that's a fine line. I'm sure yeah uh, you can't have chaos but at the same time it's like what do you want people to do let, yeah. pl- let the bands play in the amphitheater man come on
1: yeah and that was a pre-covid thing though they were silly about too i mean they just were like you know i don't get yeah there's a stage let's put some people on it
0: absolutely know. oh yeah absolutely be, be, yeah. No. Um, why 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 have it absolutely <laughs>
1: We're not a loud band neither. Like we, we're I mean we're loud, but we're not like loud lad. You know, you don't even I don't wear earplugs in practice and we don't play so loud that I need them, you know.
0: I remember your first performance, Bill, in a zoo set was at smart, smart city grinds, the yeah. uh Marshburn band or whatever you guys are called, man, man, Phantom Scream syndrome back That's then. Right. And you were on stage I, Run. you were on stage running the room and I was like, Bill is made for this. <laughs>
1: Yeah, man. I never forget that show. It was my first show, time playing out, you know, like other than stuff with the school and it was scary. I mean, we wrote all the songs, dude. We didn't like in school we didn't get to write the songs, but then it was like, Okay, well, what songs we in? we better write something.
0: <laughs> yeah, we, we know we were in R.L.A. It, it was you and Brian and James Corsini and Doc Bray. Was there someone else or was that?
1: I think Baumgartner was in the I think Dan was in the band at that time. I Dan. can't recall. Dan was in the band for Timmer. some period. Um he was playing bass. Oh bass. Um, James was drummer. He, james was a drummer yeah yep and uh trying to get that kid back playing drums a phenomenal drummer i think he has been playing a little bit i think he's got his youtube channel going actually
0: oh i love it yeah i remember yeah. we all gathered and that was a big deal and uh yeah, you guys rocked out that night Never,
1: right? never had a such a great turnout like it's funny because like this is how it works for bands right if you're like 18 19 and like say one of your bandmates is in high school still in okay you book a show you're gonna like you got a bunch of people you know when you get older you don't know a bunch of people like just in your life right you're not just gonna have a hundred of the same people you see at school every day Mm -hmm. like so like trying to get people to come out your shows later on in life gets way harder so if i have any advice for people trying to do it yeah book a bunch of shows early on and like you know, get everyone to come out before they're sick of you, but practice first. So you're <laughs> you're good enough to keep them going back.
0: I know. No, I know what you mean as far as reaching out to people and like, okay, who's your audience? Like, I had no idea when I started this, that this would be like a constant real Hondo prep infomercial, but uh, it kind of has been just because that's the audience. It's a lot of the people and, and talking about our memories and things. It, it, it's been fun. And, uh, I, you know, there's been other parts of the audience as well. Uh, Bill, I got to ask you about this. Let's talk a little basketball. and yeah. um. You know, I'm not quite the NBA guy I used to be, but right off the bat, I didn't prep you for this. I want, I don't care about uh, off the court stuff. I just want to talk about on the court stuff with these two guys. Okay. Talk to me about the late, great Kobe Bryant versus LeBron James. Everyone wants to talk about Michael Jordan and LeBron James. Um, We can do that too, if you want, but talk to me about Kobe versus LeBron as far as their body of work.
1: Wow. What a question. <laughs> LeBron will go down as the greatest player in the history of the game. Sorry. Okay. Statistically, he's put like rebounds, assists. If you're going on statistics, he's got Kobe covered, period. All right. If you're going on physicality, he's got Kobe covered. I mean, LeBron looks down at the rim sometimes when he's dunking especially when he's younger. <laughs> Kobe was athletic as like super athletic, but he, there's, there's a difference there, you know? Um, who do I want taking the last shot? Kobe. That's, that's my question. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna Kobe. Um, but also LeBron's got a record of hitting clutch shots too. I mean, there's that one turnaround three point. I mean, there's a bunch of highlights, but they one that comes, I, I can't even remember which team is might've been the Cavs still full court pass catches it, turnaround three pointer on the wing, banks it in. It's like right in their face. You know, LeBron's passing ability uh, to be able to transition. His, I mean, not that he didn't have the b- ball in his hands a lot, but he's pretty much a point guard now. He's Magic Johnson with Michael Jordan athleticism.
0: I felt that he always was, though. Even when he came in the league, his his one of his biggest really assets great. was passing.
1: It's real. You're right. You're right. Um, and that's not a knock, you know, that he's always been good on it. You know, um, Kobe, good passer, but I think he used the pass – um twice it was less (laughs) frequent like he was more like oh you're gonna double team me okay okay you know especially when he's younger okay cool I'm just gonna turn around and shoot a fadeaway jump shot that neither of you can touch and I practiced it so many fucking times guess what I know it's going in and if it misses the next one's going in if that misses the next one's going in you know and it was cutthroat it was mamba it was on that mentality LeBron similar I mean like I don't know. You could, I, I don't know. What do you think? What do you, you, got knocks on any of these guys? I mean, these are some of the greatest players we'll ever see. No doubt.
0: Oh, no doubt. Yeah. Um, uh, well, well, who, who would you rather build your team around? LeBron. Really?
1: I say it with my mind, not my heart.
0: Not your heart. Oh, that's why I wanted to ask you. Cause I know no one loved Kobe more than you. And, um, but you're a, uh, you're a realistic basketball analysis an analyst will say, and, uh, yeah. And yeah, I've always been curious because when LeBron, I mean, you know how I feel about LeBron James. It's its not even just his off the court stuff. I just, I've never liked the guy. I don't know why he's talented. I saw him play in high school. He's the same age as you and me, same class of three and everything. But I don't know. I look at him versus Kobe and I'm like, to me, it's not even. I mean, no, I shouldn't say not debatable, but it's, it's, I'm a little biased, maybe Kobe being a Laker. I know LeBron's a Laker now, but I just think LeBron has always had this, like, uh, I don't know, like this poor me mentality, it seems like. And, 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 and I do give guys like Kobe and Michael Jordan, I know Jordan played for the wizards, but I give them credit and kind of for standing their ground and, and staying in one place. So maybe sure. I shouldn't be so hard on him for that, but <laughs> that I do.
1: like at the beginning, you said that you no know, on the court, you know, that's off the court.
0: Sure. Right. right. You're just- right.
1: I mean, it ends up being on the court because of what team you're playing for, but that's, like, on the loyalty stuff. And that. But, like, look at this league, you know. They're making a bunch of money off these players. The players are making a bunch of money off the teams, and they should be. You know, like, it's it's a business, and, like, when people move on, it's okay. Am I honored that we got to see Kobe's whole career play for the Lakers? Hell, yeah. He could have left. He almost left a couple times. And it was awesome that he stayed, and the fan base will love him forever for that. Like, mm-hmm. straight immortalize him, even though he's passed on. Like, obviously we're not forgetting about Kobe you know what I mean oh no doubt no.
0: but but that's and, the thing like I don't think of LeBron as a Laker LeBron could be the greatest player ever now, whatever you want to call it I don't think he's a Laker
1: I'm around you know like I, I realized when he became a Laker that any negative negativity I had about LeBron from my perspective was just like me hating because he was so good yeah <laughs> that's how I felt I I had, that's how I had to look at myself you I need to check myself this guy is amazing mm-hmm. I'm lucky to see him I'm lucky even to watch him play, let alone the fact that I have some, like uh, it's silly to me what it is, you know, to be a fan, you know, cause like, it's like, what do I get when the Lakers win? Nothing. But what do I feel when the Lakers win?
0: Ecstatic joy, smile. Yeah, absolutely.
1: And it's not as much as it used to be. It used to be almost to me as real as my own team. Like I was so sad when the Lakers mm-hmm. lose. I was so excited run around the street when they would win, you know, and now I'm still stoked when they win, but it, like it's different. I'm a little more mellow, but yeah, uh, man.
0: Do you get it's do you awesome. get gr- do you get grief up there in Portland for being a Laker fan?
1: Uh, mm, some circles, yeah.
0: Yeah, or do you keep it kind of kind of hidden? Kind of. <laughs>
1: I try to I try to say with a smile, but you already kind of got to be like that from out of town. I mean, like I've been here long enough. I feel like I'm a Portlander now, but also like there's people who just won't like you because you're from LA.
0: We were in Phoenix for a Dodgers Diamondback series. We made Doc, and Jordan, and we're walking around. And Kobe had recently dropped 81 points, but the Suns had also beaten the Lakers, I believe, in the playoffs uh, after a three to one lead, uh, which I remember. I don't know why I do, but you just kept walking around. We were walking by the arena, and <laughs> all you all you kept doing was 81 points, guys. 81 points. You kept bragging about kobe's uh big game even though the suns had beat the lakers in the playoffs which was
1: yeah funny. oh boy well, at that time when i was really bitter i mean i felt like honestly steve nash got those MVPs handed to him over kobe that wasn't fair hmm. i'll go to that i mean yeah he was putting up sin- insane numbers and really helping his team but nobody on the whole planet earth could guard kobe those years nobody, nobody. it wasn't kobe. happening
0: the kobe like, stopper who this- is that bonzi wells the kobe stopper
1: which, like, it was <laughs> Patterson, whoever wanted to call Ruben. themselves that killed him.
0: Yeah. Hold him hold so, under 40.
1: <laughs> yeah. Stop. I can hold this guy under 40. Yeah, come on. In an era when, like, you know, nobody's scoring like that. Like, nowadays, yeah, score 40 points. Who cares?
0: Yeah. No
1: yeah, But, like, don't get me wrong. I love the NBA. I love that it's changing. I'm okay with it. Yeah. It's, what's what's it was funny? The, I'm on a four-point line.
0: Do you Really? Under, Okay, that's a good point. I I don't like all this changing. What, look at I, I why why do we always have to change things? I don't like that they bumped the college three-point line back. Now they're talking about the NBA line going back. I'm like just just leave the game as it is. I think it's great. It's a great game. Why are we trying to change everything?
1: Although you want to. I do. Look at ratings are slipping. Why not? It's a business too. I mean, if you look look at the history, I mean like ABA came and went. You know, there was times when Kareem Abdul look at Kareem Abdul Jabbar's like salary when he came into the league. Right. It's like nothing, you know, all time greatest scorer came into the league highly. I think they offered him like a million for four years or something. And in fact, I was listening to an interesting podcast that ABA was trying really hard to get him. Mm -hmm. And uh, George Mikan, in fact, was the president of the ABA at the time, one of the first great centers the Lakers had back in Minneapolis. And he was the president of the ABA and he was supposed to bring a giant check to hand to Kareem Abdul like, like one of the big yeah and he <laughs> forgot it like they forgot they left it at the hotel like they fucked up and Kareem was kind of like yeah he
0: so needed a, <laughs> a bitcoin check Bill even back then you see it all comes full circle
1: that's <laughs> no, real I mean you got players asking to be paid in bitcoin now what's the football player uh Russell um Wilson or something or I, I don't know football very well known. there's some there's some football players a big bitcoiner
0: oh and really I think, yeah,
1: paid in bitcoin
0: interesting um
1: right but
0: you mentioned it bill but isn't it funny how we treat sports as fans we you shouldn't care what random strangers guys you've never met guys that are you know paid ungodly amount of money what how they do in their performance it shouldn't affect you uh like you have some control over it they're never going to love you back but yet we, we do that sports fans. We cheer for yeah. guys and they wear a certain Jersey and maybe we hated them when they didn't wear a Jersey or we hate them when they go to another team. But when they wear your Jersey, you root for them. It doesn't make any sense yet. We, we always do it. We're fans. You can't explain it.
1: I'm trying to get past that. Right. Because like, all right. Prime example of that, even more than LeBron. Like I didn't have, I already had mad respect for LeBron. I mean, in the finals eight years in a row, what are we going to say? Rajon Rondo comes to the Lakers. Oh. All right. He's one of the players. If he's not on your team, you ain't going to like him. Yeah. But if he's on your team, you're like, hell yeah, I'm glad that guy's on our team.
0: But, he, but like, he was a Celtic. Like, can you imagine the Celtic players coming to the Lakers back in the day? Like, what are we doing? I was like, you, you know, Giants who become Dodgers. I'm like, no, no, screw that guy.
1: It happens. I mean, like, shit. a nice yeah. hit. <laughs> what, well, let's say you're playing for the Lakers and they screwed you over. True. Let's just say office just like broke your heart you know and i'm mm-hmm. sure they happened with some of those kids like the half the team they traded for anthony davis which ended up being a good decision but yeah there's some promising young players that just got shipped out for that <laughs> they might have gone to new orleans you know mm-hmm. um but yeah also let's talk about lonzo i don't know man like he's not a flop to me i think it was too much pressure he got too much pressure on him and also like the whole like shot thing yeah he, he realized he had to fix that you got to get it over <laughs> here at some point you got to yeah. get here like you got to get back straight. Um, I don't. I, I I bet I could beat Lonzo in a shootout.
0: Uh, I, t- I I put money on you. Absolutely. I I don't doubt that for a That's second.
1: Not, so he's too inconsistent. The form it, 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 for him to beat me in a shootout is a miracle on his part because his form is inefficient.
0: <laughs> you know whose form was bad though. You know whose form was like ugly it was Reggie Miller. Reggie Miller's. You ever did you? You not remember when.
1: But that's one I would back away
0: from. Yeah, I'd stay off that one. You know, remember when they played in the finals, Lakers and Pacers, and yeah. they showed Kobe like slow motion, his perfect form, you know, and then they showed Reggie and it was like, a – however, he <laughs> it's the like cross hands and everything. But Reggie Miller's probably, I mean, maybe Steph Curry. I mean, Reggie Miller's one of the greatest shooters of all time. And the greatest. Steph so,
1: will go down as the greatest.
0: So it can't, it's not always looking pretty. It's about uh, going yeah. in the bucket, right?
1: Yeah. But for real it's four point line, wouldn't it be fun? I mean, they're already out there. Dame Willard, LeBron, Steph, uh, Trey Young. There's dudes shooting them already, right? If you if you make that a thing, even if they just did it for exhibition, I would be like so happy about it. Just for an exhibition game. Just see how it changes the game. See what
0: happens. I guess so. I mean, when they when they put in the three point line, everyone was like, What is this? This is stupid. Why why would you why would you have a three point line? But
1: and now you got, you know, look look at the numbers. I mean, like, C- Contagious call pope is now like number four or five, if I remember correctly, in three pointers among Lakers in all time. Does that seem right? He's only been on the team a few years, seems crazy, but he's got almost as many threes as like Fisher. He's catching up. Give me,
0: give me your favorite Lakers of all time. I will say a starting five, but if you want to go 10 deep, if you want to go a, a five on five, that's fine. Uh, give me your favorite Lakers of all time.
1: Well, Nick Van Exel is Amen. playing point. Um, I'm going to take Davis. I'm going to take Kareem. I'm going to take magic. I'm going to take Kobe. I got up to six. Sorry, Shaq. No Shaq though. In the prime, but like in today's taking
0: Anthony Davis over Shaq.
1: Yep. Okay. Just more, more complete player. He can shoot threes. Yeah, he can play the – like Sha- Shaq would have a harder time today. He's, granted, he would still be bullying people in the post. Yeah. You know? No doubt. But okay. I don't know. Yeah. It's hard to, to leave Shaq off the list, obviously, as one of the most dominant forces. So
0: who was your sixth?
1: Shaq was the sixth.
0: Shaq was sixth. So I don't – did you mention – did you mention Kobe yet? Yeah, he was in there. Okay, but you did not mention LeBron That
1: Kobe, LeBron, Davis – Kareem, oh damn it! Magic, like it, Shaq. I I can't help. This is why it's great being a Laker fan, buddy. I can't. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> legends, I mean. Well, that's I mean, why, like
0: you talk about legends.
1: those, Jerry those West are, are those are live. easy.
0: Jerry West, the logo. I mean,
1: oh, Jerry West. Uh, would, I'm sorry, Jerry West would got eight and alive today. Sorry, Coach Drain. <laughs>
0: There's no way to find out. But like you talk about Van Exel, I mean, two guys that, that weren't even on, I mean, Eddie Jones, how can, you know, Eddie Jones is one of my favorite players and uh, oh, yeah. Cedric Sabalos, you know, they're not hall of famers, but still. Uh,
1: Eddie Jones, damn near dunked from the three point line. He ended up finger rolling it, but he took off. <laughs> it, look it up on YouTube. Eddie Jones finger roll from the three point line. He like did not realize how far he was. And that dude just flew about 20 feet in the air. Yeah. And, flips it up and
0: in. So, so you, you didn't get a chance bill to watch, uh, or you don't probably watch much college basketball, even, even during March madness. Uh,
1: not anymore. No.
0: Okay. Pretty good tournament this year. Uh, pretty good. Um, now up in your neck of the woods, uh, I mean, it's in another state, but you know, Gonzaga has turned really into a national brand, a national power. I don't know if the Northwest up there, if there's any kind of draw to them
1: remember when I was talking about the guy dancing and how Bitcoin's going to go up really fast and all. that. Gonzaga was used to be Cinderella. Right. When we were younger, it was like, oh, wow. How's this mid-major team making it? You know, I know. Yeah. And it's the same thing you see in football with what, like Boise State. Mm-hmm. I don't know if they're still the powerhouse they became at some point. But like, you know, you get these teams that are not as big, but then they start getting the rep and players are going to want to go. Mm -hmm. Player's gonna show up. It doesn't matter what the name on the jersey is. If you got the if you got the horses right, and then you go out there and you're playing a game, but the horses are on this side, it's more likely to go that way.
0: Well, there was one thing I kind of realized a few weeks ago, and I was I said it on the show, and I said I can't think of another team that used to be a Cinderella, and even though they haven't won a title yet, I know. Th- They're now a national power. I mean, think about it. I right. can't think of a team. There may have been some Cinderellas that got good didn't for a you, few years. Didn't you,
1: but, I didn't see much in turn, but didn't UCLA lose to Gonzaga this year?
0: Yeah, Is that, in the UCLA final played played out of their minds in the uh, in the final four. Think and, about
1: that. Historically, UCLA needs to play out of their minds to try to almost beat Gonzaga. It's like no, it's the other way around usually. But it's, you, that's
0: I just, you don't see Cinderella become a national brand, a national power that often. I haven't seen it very much.
1: Yeah. you know, uh, so, No, it doesn't happen often, but you do see it. And then, yeah, Gonzaga would be a great example.
0: Uh, Bill, you and I have been to many baseball Dodger playoff games, or maybe a I don't know. But, uh, you know, we, yeah. we always uh, used to pull our hair out over Dodgers postseason. Um, where were you? Were you able to watch the final game, the Dodgers finally win the World Series? And what was that like for you?
1: yeah um i'm trying to remember if that was during the period that i thought i had covid and was feeling sick or the period right after i forgot to tell you this man i almost died this year whoa yeah my appendix fell out of my stomach like i had to get my appendix taken out oh man yeah uh it was like and i think it was around the time i was recovering from this or something i can't remember but i remember watching uh some of the last games there and uh, yeah, man, very exciting to see him pull it out, you know, but uh, speaking of almost dying, that was nuts. Have you had your appendix removed?
0: I have not. No, I, 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 someone at work recently had that. I thought that was just like a, something that happened to you as a kid, but no, it's tell me about it. It
1: It usually happens to people under 20. Um, But yeah, like I just um, was minding my business. You know, I, I was coming home late from the studio one night. And I uh, got a burrito,
0: yeah.
1: 11 o'clock at night. I've done it many times. It's a great light night snack. And I wake up at about three, like even before, like I was feeling a little funny. When I went to sleep. I wake up at three in the morning. I'm like, oh man, that burrito got me. Oh, and my stomach was hurting. And you know, like if you're sick, like you got the flu or something, you, you like throw up and you feel a little better, you know, mm-hmm. imagine like you just feel like you don't feel any better. There's no relief. <laughs> so that happened for about like ten hours or like the whole next day. And then I just like telling my partner, uh, my girlfriend, like, uh, something right, I think I have food poisoning, like we gotta go. Ugh. And go to the hospital and I'm like in terrible pain. Like I'm like throwing up in the bag when they're checking me in. Oh god. And I'm telling them I got food poisoning, I got food poisoning. And the the, the doctor looks at me and she looks at the thing, just, uh, I don't think you have food poisoning. Um, we're gonna do a test, you know. For your appendix and i was like it's not my appendix what do you mean and then she's like you <laughs> sit up for a second she like pokes me right in the spot and it's like
0: ah!
1: <laughs> <laughs> ah! so i'm like okay take me in and they yeah. say uh, um okay well we're gonna give you a little something for the pain we're gonna give you a little bit of uh morphine and i said that's the opiate i don't want it like i'm a stoner i, I smoke weed i don't fuck with opiates that's just how that's like my I don't know religion or something. I'm like, I don't want that. And they said, no. Like, hold on, I think I got to put my phone in. They said, no, you're you're gonna want it. Um, you definitely want this. And I said, okay. And they gave me one drip of it, and I was like the happiest person on earth. <laughs> <laughs> and I instantly felt way better. And um, so, anyways, yeah. The next day, there. Well, they did the scan and I'm like, yeah, okay. Uh, you know we got to take you in first thing in the morning. Your appendix has just started to rupture and like, yeah, popped it out. No problem. Uh, came back from anesthesiology. I'm in the room with like everyone recovering. Yeah. And I'm just like feeling good. And I'm like, Hey everyone, we're going to make it. <laughs> we're all going to make it. Stay calm. Of course and, you uh, did.
0: Of course you did. Yeah, I'm
1: telling everyone in the room. And they're laughing, the nurses are laughing at me because I'm just like loopy on the uh, anesthesiology medicine. But yeah, if you get a weird pain in your stomach, man, like, and it's on the right side going, it was like good that I got in when I did. I, it took a long time to recover, like a couple months. No fun. Oh, no boy. Fun.
0: I, I mean, I have some dumb questions asked. So like, I mean, you had to get cut and it like comes out, out, out of your stuff. Yeah. How did that all work?
1: it gets crazy they uh, it's called i think it's called laparoscopic or uh, yeah basically they pump your guts up pardon if it's uncomfortable oh. they okay, lift your guts up safe. with air enough said <laughs> go underneath so you can imagine like it took two months to recover because you're you all your insides are being pumped up and then coming back down and wow. settling back in it's like not comfortable at all but honestly it was a clean surgery like uh no infection got it out of there didn't spill nothing they got it and cut it out and pulled it my scars are minimal they're almost gone like I I feel so grateful for the doctors and nurses that were there helping me like for reals they saved my life straight up they saved my life this year I would have died think about like through history right your appendix goes out like for hundreds of years for thousands of years you were done that's That's it. it yeah there is no chance wow but like fortunately man I, we live where we live now and here i am talking to you man i really that's it. feel like that's it man like I, I got another shot like for reals
0: dude that's uh, good.
1: no i was gonna say i wouldn't have had no chance to sit by to everybody it was being an instant and life is short you never know you know like so like just live every day man like live every day Love you know
0: I, i'm more seeing that more and more now bill that you know as we grow older i can't believe we've been out of high school for 18 years now <laughs> Come, it's that is nuts to me but yeah um you know, more and more, it's just, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta be smart and, and, you know, you know, plan and prepare a little bit too, but you gotta live your life. You gotta do what makes you happy. It could be music or sports or just going outside and hanging out with friends, what, whatever, you know, drives you. You're right, man. We do got to enjoy our lives because, uh, time, time on life is a time on life, time. Uh, time here is short and time is flying. I mean, yeah, I, I echo your statement, man.
1: Absolutely. It's like one of the one of the truths that we can all agree upon, regardless of, uh, you know, whatever we believe is just like, yo, you got to live it. You got to enjoy it. Oh,
0: know? yeah, man. Well, well Bill, man,
1: life is short. You know?
0: Yeah, yeah, man. You never know what could pop up, too. It could be an appendix or, uh, you know, another COVID lockdown. You never know. So uh, yeah. embrace, embrace what you got. Good stuff. Well, Bill, we've been chatting about 90 minutes now, man. I could talk to you another hour or so about yeah, uh anything
1: be too long
0: now well you know what we're gonna do here's what we're gonna do we're not we're not gonna wait another year before we do this um now that we got youtube going and, and video and zoom let's uh let's make let's it happen more
1: of a quarterly here let's get back yeah i but, like yeah. that
0: four quarters four quarters i like that
1: that sounds four, great
0: four quarters both ways bill ritter Br- brill ritter Wet, uh, uh, Chicken Ritter, B-Rit, my man, Crime Dog. It's been a great time chatting with you, dude. Any hey. parting words?
1: Much love to you. Much love to all the people down listening. You know, like, uh, wish we could all hang out and stuff. It's been too long. Uh, hopefully we to get back down to California soon and see everybody. So,
0: oh man, um, a live, How about a, an in-person podcast, Bill? Let's,
1: I can dig it. I can dig that. it. I actually, I didn't mean. I don't know how this even come up. I. So today, I got the vaccine yesterday. Okay. I got the vaccine yesterday. And I want to do like some science here because it's for science, right? We need to know. Just give me one second. The
0: Bill Ritter. Man, that is a sweet rocking chair, by the way. Old school. That's got some time on it. I love it. I need one of those. I don't know where Bill's going, guys, for you guys just listening.
1: Well, the thing Uh, is, (laughs) <laughs> we gotta test if it's if we can do this with a vaccine. I don't know, so I figured we'd check it out. I'm gonna test it. Out. I'll get back to you on how this goes. Uh, was feeling a little funny all morning from that vaccine. No joke, I felt a little funny all morning. But we'll see if this uh how this crosses over.
0: Bill is happy 420, uh, everybody. Bill is self medicating for those just listening, not watching. I don't
1: endorse tobacco. <laughs>
0: Oh boy, it's a little different up in Oregon. Well, Oregon, California, pretty much the same, just with different weather, I should say. Phil Ritter, it has been a blast, man. I look forward to chatting chatting with you soon. Enjoy the rest of your uh, Christmas day here. And uh, we will (laughs) will chat very soon, man. Like I said, I'm going to hold you to it. Every few months, let's let's do a quick conversation. I think that could be a blast.
1: I'm in. Hell yeah, buddy. We'll see you soon, man.
0: All right, sounds great. Guys, thanks for listening to this episode of the Get Home Safe Podcast. And as always, guys, no matter what you're doing, whether you're out on the town or around in third base, get home safe. Bye, guys. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Get Home Safe Podcast. We greatly appreciate the support. We know we have a lot of loyal listeners out there, but we always want to keep people informed of the many ways to follow the Get Home Safe Podcast. We have various social media platforms. Our Twitter handle is Get Home Safe Pod. Our Facebook and Instagram page is Get Home Safe Podcast. And our email address is Get Home Safe Podcast at yahoo.com. There's plenty of Ways and options to listen to the Get Home Safe podcast. Anchor helps distribute our podcast to places like Apple, Spotify, Google, and many more. We also have a YouTube channel that is brand new for us, not a whole lot of content on there yet. But we're going to try to put out more and more video episodes in going forward, as well as short clips here and there regarding uh, big events that happen uh, over the course of time. So lots of options out there, guys. We'd love to hear from you. Send us an email, offer uh, some suggestions or content uh, topics, or uh, just ask us some random questions. We always appreciate that. I know Bill Barnes does, especially on Wednesdays. So uh, looking forward to continue to bring you great episodes here on the Get Home Safe podcast on Mondays, wednesdays and fridays guys have a great rest of the week and as always no matter what you're doing whether you're out on the town or around in third base get home safe